Yeah. You know what's funny is I don't think Ebert's on that show anymore. What's the other – what's the guy with the big mustache and the funny hair? Gene Siskel. Uh, that was – Gene Siskel, who, who has walked out of the last two Kevin Smith movies and said, this is fucking ridiculous and left. Hold on. Didn't Gene Siskel die? That's why it's Ebert and Roper now? Wait. Yeah. Siskel and Ebert. Oh, oh, no. It's – um. oh, hang on. Um. Siegel. <clears throat> Siegel. Siegel. Gene Siegel? No. Something Siegel. Pete no. Siegel. Pete Seeger? No. Pete Seeger was a rock star. Bob Seeger. No, no, no. He was Silver Bullet band. <laughs> Shallot! Gene Shallot! I, it's a Gene S name. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Two Tones Go to the Movies, presented by StarvingTalent.com. If you're a creative professional in need of a website or promotional services, contact Starving Talent today at www.StarvingTalent.com. You should know that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We will try our hardest not to divulge spoilers during the first segment of the show. However, after the first break, anything goes. We also make no attempt at keeping our language clean. This show is intended to be a raw, emotional, and unedited response to the state of the entertainment industry. Don't like it? Go get a mustache ride from Gene Shalit. If you have a question, comment, or would like to send us a mini-review for a movie we haven't mentioned, send your message. Send your messages. Is that why they call it a handlebar mustache? So you can hold on? <laughs> <laughs> Tickles. <laughs> We're never going to get through this. Send your messages. Send your messages to two tones at starvingtalent.com. We will try to answer your questions or read your reviews on the podcast. My name is Tony Pizzuto. And I am in stitches. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are discussing Away We Go. The newest movie from director Sam Mendez, uh, director of American Beauty, and starring John Krasinski, Jim, and Maya Rudolph. Maya! Buoyed by the... Is that really the word that they they chose? That is the word they chose. Okay, here we go. Buoyed by the news that they are expecting their first baby, Bert... John Krasinski, and Verona, Maya Rudolph, embark on a journey to locate the perfect place on the planet to raise their child. But their quest inevitably yields many unexpected surprises. Sam Mendez directs this quirky comedy, while Allison Janney, Catherine O'Hara, Josh Hamilton, Jim Gaffigan, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and Jeff Daniels co-star. Um, this film is the first studio production to adopt green filmmaking initiatives aimed to reduce CO2 emissions. Garbage yeah, is reduced by half uh, thanks to the various bins for recyclable materials. Caterers use ceramic uh, dishes and washed them as opposed to throwing away products. And vehicles on the set used biodiesel fuel. That's fucking awesome. That's I think that's great. really great. Um, mm, good. Also, uh, Tony Collette was supposed to be in this movie. Uh, but she had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts, and then Maggie Gyllenhaal um, took over her role. Which, and if you think about it, and we'll we'll talk about yeah. this later, I don't I don't know as man Maggie Gyllenhaal was just incredible. I, I don't. No, she was. Yeah. I mean, not not to take anything away from Tony Collette because I love her and I think she's uber talented, but 
Yeah. I, you know, she just pulled it off in such a way that I don't, uh, I can't, I can't see anybody else doing that role. Not even Tony Collette. No, no. I, 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 when I, when I read that bit of trivia, I, I, I thought the same exact thing. Ma- Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal was perfect. She like oh, nailed that to God. a T. Um, and uh, a last bit of trivia here that will help segue us into the opening scene is that um, for the brief oral sex scene that, that opens the movie, um, Maya Rudolph wore four pairs of biking shorts under uh, the gown. Wow. Why? Does she like, She's little, does she smell? She is. <laughs> oh, did you have to go there? Well, I mean, why else would you wear four pairs of biking shorts underneath your gown? I was just going to say, she, maybe she doesn't feel so fresh. Which is which is a nicer way of saying she smells. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maya Rudolph is, is quite beautiful. And was she really pregnant in this film? I mean, because it seems like she's been pregnant for the past six years. <laughs> like, like on Saturday, when she was still on Saturday Night Live, she was pregnant for a lot of that. And she's been pregnant in other movies. I mean, it, is she just knocking out children like, like, like a... Uh... Okay, I'm going to refrain from any more... <laughs> more comments no 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 please continue i'm listening intently no 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 but like was she she was really pregnant in this so you're saying african-americans are whores (laughs) okay stop it (laughs) Uh, i don't know i don't know i would assume not although the makeup job on her belly was pretty convincing it was pretty convincing. did you see the size of that audi (laughs) <laughs> no, but I saw the size of that Beamer. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. This this podcast has descended into... Thoughts <laughs> on this one. Into the, into this will the, be our longest into, podcast ever. Into the tangential abyss. <laughs> All right, so... Speaking of the oral sex scene, which is what opens the movie, is yeah. they're having oral sex, and the very first thing he says is is uh she's like no no come back come back and he's like no i want to do this i want to do this it was a very real scene that you would have with somebody and then he's like you taste different and then and then she's like what and he's like no not bad it's just that you know certain physiological changes like you know if you're approaching menopause or if you're you know and then she slaps him across the face which i thought was hysterical that was hysterical that was hysterical yeah the opening scene was 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 a good setup for a fantastic movie. Um, it really hit you right off the, no pun intended, but it hit you right off the bat with the fact that this is a yeah. funny movie. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Oh, um, this is the funniest movie I've seen since Superbad. I, I have to say, this is probably one of the best movies I've seen in the past 10 years. Uh, yeah, since 99. I would almost agree. Yeah. I, I mean, and, there was nothing wrong with this movie. Oh, you're so in my in wrong. my in my yeah. eyes. No, I had my eyes. I, I'll later on in um, in the spoilerific one. Um, th- I had I had three things that bothered me about the movie, but they certainly were just minor things. Um, well, see, it's hard because in a movie this good, if you have something that's that's faulty, it it almost you know accentuates that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we'll talk about that later. I had I did have a couple of issues with it, and I'd like to get your opinion too about you know because because um, you know maybe I'm just being overly critical. So the the so so they 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 discover that they're pregnant, and then um, 
they go to tell well they don't know they don't go to tell they go to have dinner at uh bert's parents house and uh as as people may have seen in the trailer uh, his father's played by Jeff Daniels, and his mother's played by Catherine O'Hara, who are wonderful actors, both of them. Wonderful entertainers, too. They're just, I love both of them and everything they do. Oh my god, yes. And they announced that they're moving to, where are they moving to? Finland? Sweden. I think Sweden. No, it's Finland. It's Finland. It's some... It's a weird country that you don't normally hear people go, yeah, I'm moving to... Yeah, it was... Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be Constantinople. Oh, did it? <laughs> um, according to they might be giants. <laughs> um, the um, and it's funny because they they and it's these these two these two parents embody everything I've come to know and despise about my own parents and. And actually, my girlfriend's parents too. Hopefully, they don't listen to this. Um, is they're just they're just insanely selfish people, and with complete disregard for their for their families, not well being, but their just their just consideration. They don't consider other people at all. And um, and I thought it was brilliant because I immediately disliked these people very much. And. Uh, and it was funny. And then the whole then the whole discussion about how, well, if nobody rents the house, you guys can live here. Like, that is – I just – I literally wanted to throw something at the screen because I, I hate people like that. Um, they're, they're very – they were very selfish – very selfish characters. But I think, I think it was great how John Krasinski kind of – his character was you, – you could – tell that the, that he and his father were were related like like oh, just yeah. their mannerisms yeah. and their the way they talked and, and things yeah. like that you don't see that a lot in in father-son moments um in in movies but this one really embodied um a real father-son relationship between the two yeah and and i think because of um his relationship with his parents and how they're they're dysfunctional and not courteous to need you know the needs of their children I think that really sets the tone for for Krasinski's character as as being the best boyfriend, husband, father that he can be. And I think that really shines through in this movie. I got to say, as a side note, I've seen John Krasinski's movies in the past, uh, Leatherheads. And then there was that one where they were getting married. Um, License to Wed. License to Wed. And those movies were shit. And he was shit. And... This well, is geez, the first Tony, movie that I really think this is the first I've only liked Krasinski in the office. That's the only time I've ever liked him on camera. Oh, no. This is the first movie. You, um, haven't, have you ever seen Kinsey? Yeah, I saw that. He's, but he wasn't a huge role. I in know, that. but he was good in that. Even though but this is the first role. time. This is the first John Krasinski movie I've watched where I was actually like, wow, he is. He's wonderful to watch. Well, I think, and I think the reason, and I and I did want to mention that also is that because uh, he because this is the first time that I've seen him on screen besides Kinsey where it didn't look like Jim Halpert from The Office in a movie. Yeah, and um, I, I I get the feeling that although in Leatherheads, which I got to be honest, I thought was a horrible movie, and I actually stopped watching it halfway through. It was that bad. Um, I thought in Leatherheads, 
his character was different than Jim Halpert. He was a little bit more aggressive in that movie. But even so, it was that movie was just so bad. And I just think that it's um, and I think in License to Wed, it they were just trying to recreate that likability that he has as his character on The Office. And I just don't think it worked. And in this movie, I feel like you know it was a much different direction. It, the character was different. In fact, there was only one small, tiny scene where I thought, I thought, okay, I could see that as Jim Halpert. But at the rest of the movie, I was like, yeah, this is nothing like his character on The Office, and. It was amazing to watch it, and he was just incredible in this movie. I mean, really, mm-hmm. really good. I, I can't, you know, I, this is the first time I said to myself, wow, this guy really can act. I mean, he really yeah. he really knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's talented. And Maya Rudolph, too. I've never been a huge fan of hers, either. And this movie, I was, I was so impressed with her, as well. She, I mean... You know, after watching this movie, this is one of the movies that you go and watch, and then you look at your life, um, and it's like, God, that's that's what I want. <laughs> I mean, just like the way that they interact with each other, the way that they deal with each other, um, you know, their personalities and and how they're different but alike at the same time. It, it, it's just they Maya Rudolph and John Krasinski were amazing in this movie, they're and. They were they were they they were a believable couple. Um, they had believable history. Uh, they had believable issues, and it was it was just wonderful. It was really wonderful. Maya Rudolph. I mean, I've always thought I've always there was just something about Maya Rudolph on SNL that just drew me to her. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and and not just because you know I stalked her, but um, <laughs> I didn't stalk her. Um, I yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. first off, you know. She's not a super attractive woman, but she there's something about her. She's got a she's got a sensuality to her and she's very cute. And, you know, I've always I've always thought that she was, you know, physically pleasing and funny as hell. I you know, I've always yeah. liked to see her in sketches. And it's funny cuz, you know, SNL sketches generally are not that funny anymore. And no. um but whenever she was on them, it would, I always they were always a little I was always a little forgiving for them because you know I just wanted to see her entertain, and um, um, and so it was delightful to see her in a in a you know in a dramatic role, and do such a great job, mm-hmm. and um, and it was interesting because through most of the movie, well we'll talk about that later, but um. Because I don't, I don't want to give too much away in uh, towards the end. Um, right, right, right. So, uh, so they they tell their parents, they tell uh, Bert's parents about what's going on, and they discover that. And the reason why they were living in that area was to be closer to them when the baby was born. Right. So they decide to they decide that they can go anywhere. They can do whatever they want. They're not inhibited to staying there. Other than Bert's job, and he's uh, he's an insurance salesman, so he right. can just you know he can find that work anywhere. So they decide to travel around to the locations of all of their closest friends or people that they've known, 
and just try to find, you know, the place to settle down. And, um, which I think is amazing. I mean, I think that's, I think that's something that we all want to do from time to time is just be uninhibited to get up and go someplace else and to be able to travel around to where all of our closest friends are or, or even just acquaintances or people that we've always wanted to, to know better and to find what situation and what area would be right for us, I think is, is, is something that's inside all of us that this movie really taps into and allows us to almost subconsciously connect with these characters in a way that a lot of movies have never done before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, and their, and as you were saying, you know, their relationship to each other and their, it's, it's, it's insanely believable. It's amazing how believable these characters are. And oh, absolutely. And even the sub characters, you know, the, the supporting cast, um, and the relationships that they have with them are, are, are wonderful and believable from, from her ex boss living in Phoenix and, and that family, <laughs> that completely fucked up family. And, um, uh, to 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 uh, Krasinski's uh, what was their relationship? She was his cousin, and then they find out that they're not really cousins or something like that. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but her character and her her. No, I think they are wackiness. cousins. Are they cousins? Yeah, I don't know. Is their blood related? But I think they are cousins, maybe by marriage or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just all this. The, 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 there was. Like I said before, and, and you you obviously have a couple couple issues that we haven't touched on yet, but I think this was just the perfect movie, um, the perfect in the in its genre of romantic comedy travel um, movies. You know, <laughs> it's hard to fit this movie in a category because it's just, it really is. It's such a subtle movie, but yet it's so entertaining, and it's 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 so funny. And it's it's so, you know, touching and heartwarming and it gets you in all the good places that you want a movie to get you. And and it's um, and I think that's why it's such a great movie. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's um, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk some spoilerific stuff. Alrighty. Okay, we have news. It's big. What is it? We're leaving in June. We're finally doing it. You're leaving in June? The baby's due in July, right? To Antwerp, City of Light. Well, that's not... No, you're not. No, we are. It's going to be superb. No, and don't say that word. We thought you'd be proud of us. We've been talking about this for 15 years now. We're finally do it. You're leaving a month before the baby's born? You're... You're moving 3,000 miles away from your grandchild. I think it's more than 3,000, isn't it, Jerry? Oh, I think so. Right. And we're back. Woohoo! So, um, <laughs> the the kind of uh, sub-story, major sub-story that's going on is that um, uh, her parents, Maya Rudolph's character's parents, are no longer living. Um, and that... Uh, Bert and Verona are not married, and they have no plans on getting married. Bert wants to, but Verona does not. And you find out at the end that the reason 
in in a brilliant scene. I mean, just and it was again, it's so subtle, it's so you know, it was just really good. Um, that the reason why Verona doesn't want to get married is because she wants her parents to be there, her, or she wanted her parents to be there, which I thought was a great kind of motivation for not wanting to get married. I, you know, it's it's simple, it's raw, it's emotional, and it's believable. And yeah. the other thing is that they don't get married at the end of this movie, which is so not Hollywood. That's that that is true. That is true. Um, I don't know. I think no. I I I I I think I think that's a fair fair excuse for for her, <laughs> excuse. her dysfunction. <laughs> I don't know. It was the perfect I, I think movie. Like, no, it really it, it really is. It really is. But I mean, we all have we have all have hang ups and and. And things like that. And I mean, I've heard of better excuses, I guess, of not getting married. I think that's not. A, I think that's a piss poor excuse to not get married. <laughs> so you're. And I think that... I'm just looking. I think I'm. I'm looking too much into the to the to the the psychology of it, I guess, and in 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 the fact that you know you know you got to let the past go and you got to. You got to move on and 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 accept accept life for what it is sometimes. And if you're with someone that you feel that you're meant to be with, you know why not? Uh, I mean, and also in the same token, uh, <laughs> I think this is turning into more of a philosophical conversation. So I'm just going to stop well, right why, now. Well, no, no, no. Why, if you're meant to be with somebody, why do you need a piece of paper saying so? Well, that and that's and that's that was another another statement I was going to bring up. I think I think it's just our society, you know, and and we're, we're still kind of in a mode where if we've been with someone for ten years, the next step to take is to get married to them, which is which is fine, and you get some great tax benefits from that. Um, Not a but bit gay, but also at the same time, we're kind of moving into a a more independent age, uh, romantically speaking, where where more and more people are choosing not to get married. Um, but I think I think the excuse that her father's not there to walk her down the aisle is kind of a a cop out excuse. I think if they had kind of approached it more at the you know well she didn't say that specifically she in, in, just in said, independence. Well, he said that specifically though. Well, he just I, I know that you don't want to get married because your father can't walk you down the aisle. I thought I thought he started off by saying because your parents aren't your parents wouldn't be there. I thought I thought it, I. I thought that was one piece of a greater thing of just that mm. her parents wouldn't be there and wouldn't see it. That's that's the excuse, though. You know, I, I mean, at least they don't they don't seem to travel more into, you know, in depth, you know, into the reasons why. Which is great, because I feel like sometimes that's overdone. Like it becomes its own thing. Finding to, what's mm-hmm. that? Well, I think that was definitely a subplot of the of the story, you know, because they, they they're constantly bringing up. You know, every every time they met, you know, new people in their adventure, you know, one of the questions was, so are you two getting married or, you know, when are you getting right, married? Right. Uh, so I think that the marriage aspect was definitely part of the, the story. But I feel like the message of the movie was you don't need to get married to be happy. Well, I don't think that's the message of the movie. I think the message oh, of the movie of is, is. Yeah. I think there's a deeper message to that where where it's, you know, home home is where you make it, you know? I guess on, on many different levels. 
you know, because they end up at the her childhood home, which is a place right. that she was trying to put off, you know, going to, you know, and then they end up there in the end. And that's the home that they make, you know, so she faces her her quote unquote demons and and they they make that their home. Home is, yeah. you know, home, I guess, in, in, in when I when I looked at this movie, home home isn't a place home is home is the two of them so wherever they go that's home as right. long as they're with each other then yeah, that's home. yeah 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 you know, i agree and i think that's that's the mess of the story if you have if you have a if you have a, a, a good person in your life you know and you two complement each other um then that's then then if you're in a car or if you're in montreal or phoenix or atlanta or wherever that's you know as long as you're together then you're home right right no, I agree with you. I think you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you're right. And the family in Canada. I want to talk a little bit about the families that they go to visit. They, um, the family in Canada. I just need to say uh, one thing um, about. First of all, I you know Montreal. It was Montreal, right? They went to Montreal. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Montreal. But um, Melanie Linsky, who played the mother. Yeah. Oh. Munch. She is so fucking hot. Oh, she is, God. is quite stunning. I she, the first movie I ever saw her in was Detroit Rock City. Oh God! Oh, I'd forgotten about that movie. Oh, there's something about there's something about dark haired. Oh, oh, and then she does the strip tease in the strip club in Montreal. That move, that moment was so. That was a great moment. That was one of my favorite moments in the whole. It was movie. a great moment when she. It was a great moment, but it was like one of those there like was so many things going on in that, yeah, in just, that moment. I I don't know about you, but I was uncomfortable. Well, that's yeah. the thing though is that no, it, it was is that now is that you you you're really putting Bert's shoes in that scene. Yeah, because it's yeah. but the, at the same time there was really nothing wrong with what was happening in that scene. It was just that you're in a strip club in Montreal. Your friend's wife is on stage dancing to make herself feel good about herself. And the husband is telling you a story about how she had her, you know, 100th miscarriage or whatever it was. And that she has been unable to have children, even though they have, you know... They have 16 adopted kids at home or however many it was. And it's wonderful. Their family's wonderful. It's, you know, (laughs) I love that they didn't show, they wouldn't show the kids the second half of The Sound of Music. (laughs) 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 He's like, yeah, we thought we'd save the Nazi stuff for when they get older. (laughs) (laughs) But that was great. Man, like that whole, and they're, and, that scene was just so I mean they pack so many emotions in that scene that you know you feel a little overwhelmed, you feel a little uncomfortable, you feel a little turned on because there's a woman dancing on stage and you feel a little bit sorry for them and yet you feel good for her because she's she's pushing through and this is you almost get the sense that this is kind of one of the ways she deals with this is she goes, they go to this strip club, and then, like, you know, she does this amateur strip tease, and she doesn't get naked or anything, you know, she takes her no, shirt no, off. No. I don't even think, does she get down to a bra, maybe? No, no she just kind of takes that. her, no. yeah, she just does some some exotic, some, 
you know, some dancing on the stage with the pole. And and it was mm. great because you could tell that I really got the sense that she had done it before, but she certainly yeah. wasn't a dancer. Oh, no. Like, no, no. There was, yeah. it was this was something a, that she does to feel sexy. Yeah. And it was just, oh, my God. It was such a great scene. I mean, that was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Because it was, was a very intense scene. There was just so much emotion, layered on emotion, layered on, you know, just, and it was in, it was such a, a strange thing. It's like, where do you, where, where's the last place in the world that you would talk about miscarriages in a strip club? A strip club. What, yeah. what's the last thing you think a woman who had a miscarriage would want to do? Get up and strip, strip and do it, do a, yeah. do a little, do a little exotic dancing strip tease thing. But it was so it was but it makes perfect sense. I mean it just it was it was without a doubt my favorite scene in the whole movie and I was oh I ah, I want to move to Montreal. I want to go to strip clubs and I want sixteen adopted kids. And I want I, I, <laughs> I want Melanie I want Melanie Linsky. Okay, so here are my problems. Here are my problems with the movie. My first problem is that the sister of my Rudolph's character. Yeah. Not very good. Really? Yeah, not very good. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, not very good. Um, really? Yeah. And the scene when they're shopping, uh, when they get in the bathtub. Yeah. Horrible scene. It really? is nothing but exposition. It is nothing but explaining backstory and just dictating plot to the audience. Mm. It really is not a very well-written scene at all. It's the worst scene in the whole movie, in my mm, opinion. Yeah. It was I just... Know. I I think it was a conversation that two sisters would have. No? No. You would, you would, no. There were certain things that were said that two people who know the situation would never say to each other because they already know it. Yeah. They were saying it just for the sake of informing the audience. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, I guess I can see that. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, this is horrible." It was just like, "Oh, that's just not. That's just not quite as good as the rest of the movie." Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing is the brother, his brother. Yeah. Not I, very good. Not very. Yeah, good I, did, I didn't like that. Although I did like how I, I did like the uh, where when. Uh, Rudolph and uh, Krasinski were doing the. Um, they were they were telling her the story with the yeah, puppets. Yeah. That was that was a nice. No, I just mean like his acting just wasn't very good. Yeah, no, no. He, no. he, he his acting wasn't very good. Uh, the sister was better than he was, but I didn't think the sister was all that great. But those are the, and the, those were my only issues with the movie were those three things. Okay, well that's not with bad. The two actors and that one scene where it was just explaining crap, and I was like. Oh, Give me a break. In a movie that is this well written, how can you have that scene in there? It's just, oh, it just irks me. But it was, it's still a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, anything else to add? Go see the movie. That's it, fantastic. While it's still in theaters. I mean, I went to go see it and the theater was sold out. I was pleasantly surprised. Really? I mean, it, it was not an empty seat in the in the theater. Wow. I, I went to go see it up at the Union Square uh, 14. All right, we'll take one more break, and we'll come back, and we're going to uh, talk about some trailers, some upcoming movies that we're excited about, and yes. maybe that we're not excited about. So, stay tuned. Captain, 
I have orders from Starfleet Command. We're to put back to space dock immediately. To be decommissioned. If I were human, I believe my response would be... Go to hell. If I were human. Are we back? Yes. And we're back. <laughs> you just like saying that, don't you? I do. The way we get by. I'm just, I'm just bringing up all the movies that we're going to be discussing now on uh, IMDb. So, so the first one um, uh, on our... On, in, in, you want to take it from here? <laughs> you seem to be stumbling along just fine. <laughs> so the first movie in our, on our uh, little list of upcoming attractions is uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, that's directed by Quentin Tarantino. And it's, uh, it has Brad Pitt, Eli Roth, uh, Diane Kruger, Daniel Brohl. B.J. Novak um, from The Office. Oh, yeah, B.J. Novak's in it. Um, it's, uh, it's coming out August 21st, 2009, and it's, uh, it's about, uh, Nazi-occupied France during World War II, and a group of Jewish-American soldiers known as the Bastards are chosen specifically to spread fear throughout the Third Reich by scalping the brutally killing Nazis. Which, this what do you is, think? this is, uh, this is based in part on a true story. Yes, in part, yeah. Um, I don't know how, how, you know violent they actually got but there was a group of people who supposedly did did things like this to spread fear so which is good the nazis deserved it well yeah um uh i i'm looking forward to seeing it um i i mostly like quentin tarantino movies so you're gonna go see inglorious bastards i'm gonna go see it um i'll probably see it in the theaters too because it, it's got you know i i generally like brad pitt um mm. Uh, the 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 minor characters there's some like B J Novak and some other people who are those who are the group of people they look um there there's some there's some actors in there from some other stuff that I've that they play minor characters and and so I'm excited to see what they do mm-hmm. um this is um other than other than what was the what was that stupid was it uh, Grindhouse? Other than Grindhouse, oh yeah, I, didn't I like think it. this is uh, this is Quentin Tarantino's only other period piece. <laughs> All right, our next trailer was uh, the way we get by. The way we get by. I've actually seen this movie. Oh, you did see? Oh, yeah, you saw it at uh, the Grand, right? I did. I saw it at the Grand. Um, it's doing the festival circuit, and now it's uh, it just got picked up by a distributor, which is great. Um, it's a documentary about. Uh, troop greeters at the Bangor International Airport in Bangor, Maine, which is uh, which is just 25 miles from our hometown of Ellsworth, and um, and uh, I'm currently living about 85 miles south of Bangor. Um, so it's a it's an amazing movie about these three these three troop greeters, and because what it is is that the Bangor International Airport gets 90 percent of the troops coming back from overseas from Europe 90% they get 90% really? of they they stop there they may not end there but they stop there sometimes wow. just to refuel the plane and then to keep going 90% of the troops coming back they had done 
in the movie they they do something like over three hundred. They greet they've greeted over three hundred thousand troops. Wow. And um, and it's about these three people who are um, you know they're older they're older people. Um, a couple of them served um, in the military, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically about how. Be, you know about how this this responsibility that they've taken on of of greeting you know the men and women who are fighting overseas um that that is really you know it's how they get by it's how they you know it it's what gets them up every morning and it's an amazing story and it's a tearjerker it's heartwarming um, it really is a tremendous story, and and it's funny too. There's some funny stuff in there. There's one guy in particular that's just a funny kind of no nonsense guy, and this movie covers everything, including their political views on the war itself, which yeah. is amazing to hear their attitude because you would automatically think that somebody who who takes the time to go to you know to go to an airport at four o'clock in the morning to greet mm-hmm. three flights of you know 200 troops right um you would think oh that's that sounds you know right-wing republican supporting the war and stuff and sometimes that's just not the case and so it's a it's it's a it's a tremendous movie about people very nice very nice um you can get more information about this movie at the way we get by movie.com and um, uh, I have a documentary, by the way. I yeah. don't know if I mentioned that. Um, and um, I have yet to see this, but obviously Tony gives it the, the green seal of approval. Approval. So go check it out um, if you if it's in a theater near you. I have a, I have a uh, I have a preview copy on DVD that I'll bring down with me next time I visit. Yeah, please do. I'd love to see it. Um, next is uh, District Nine. Oh my God! The newest trailer was released. And it looks amazing. Don't you it think looks, it looks amazing? I think it looks stupid. I'm sorry? <laughs> I think it looks stupid. <laughs> the first trailer, when they didn't reveal anything aside from mystery, is was looked cool. But now that now that we see the aliens and all this crap, I was just like and everyone in the theater who watched it who saw it with me, there was a collective this is stupid that escaped all of our lips at the same time when the trailer ended. <laughs> this is this is an audience that was there to see Bruno, by the way. I think we should disclaim Which that. is a very intelligent audience. Of, oh, obviously. <laughs> I, I think mean, it's it, about Austria, so there's a lot of culture in it. I think it looks great. I think it's... Because um, I love that... You know me. I'm a sucker for, you know, documentary-style science fiction. Sure, you yeah. know, you could... You know, it could be anything. It could be the dumbest, the dumbest show, the dumbest movie in the world, and I would still probably enjoy watching it because it was just shot like a documentary, even though it's science fiction. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, That's okay. It looks campy. I'll watch it, and it'll be awesome, and then you'll be jealous, and then you'll go watch it, and then you'll agree with me. So, I just I'm, mark my words, he will enjoy this movie. Yeah, I guarantee you, he will enjoy this movie. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, when it comes out, I'll go see it too, and then we'll podcast about I'm, it. I'm willing to make a wager. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you can't make a wager on the movie because then I'll just pretend that I liked it. What? No. A wager of what, then? That I'll go see the movie? No, 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 no. 
I would wait. Wait, no, <laughs> I would wager that you do like the movie, which means that you would have to pretend oh. you didn't like the movie. Oh, okay. Well, Are you can? You're trying to confuse me. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you off the track, man. <laughs> which way is he going? He's going left. He's going we'll right. Think about this. Maybe going. maybe we'll think up some kind of uh, something that I can do. Something that we can do on the podcast if one of us loses. <laughs> maybe we have right. to read a cheesy poem or something. Or read an excerpt from a Pamela Anderson novel. Oh, God. <laughs> like B. Arthur did on the... Uh. <laughs> I dig- we be- digress. Um, the next um, the next trailer up that we're talking about is The Goods. The Goods. Live hard, sell hard. This comes out on August 14th of this year. Um, stars Will Ferrell, Ed Helms, Jeremy Piven, Ving Rhames... Uh, David Ketchner, Tony Hale, Rob Riggle, Alan Thicke. Uh, I mean, you just can't you can't go wrong with this movie. They're, everybody's in it. Will Ferrell is not per se the star. It, oh, he's Piven's not. Jeremy Piven's star. star but Will Ferrell is in it. For some reason, IMDb has him at the very top of their cast list. Of though. course they do because it's to, probably gets top billing even though he's in the movie for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie looks fucking amazing. I think this will this I think this will be August's answer to the hangover. Really? I think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't I think, think so. I can't believe you just said that. I know I, you thought it would be good, but I didn't think it'd be that good. I think it's gonna be it I I pray that yeah. it's going to be that good. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll be. But the cast good. like this, the 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 both of the trailers, oh, the, the, the PG one like and the R one, it it's gonna be fucking hysterical. I mean, how can you go wrong? And I don't care what anybody Two says. Words. I think you're, what Anchorman? That's how you can go wrong. Anchorman was hysterical. It was a tor- It was a horrible movie. Anchorman was a brilliant movie. It was not a brilliant. Are you fucking kidding me? I am dead serious. Anchorman was a fucking riot. I'm gonna tie an anchor to you and throw you off the Verrazano because uh, that is the only bearable minutes of that movie that you can watch is the three minutes that lead up to the big gang fight between all the different. News Come stations. On. That movie was, it was so amazing. dumb. It was so like, dumb. It was so dumb. It was. It was not dumb. It was dumb. I mean, when you have freaking um, uh, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate, all these guys, you know, in this this movie was hysterical. Just because you have all those people in a movie doesn't mean it automatically makes it good. Because the script was horrible. The direction was horrible. Dude, it's a campy comedy. It doesn't have to be a brilliant script. No, but it should it be has funny. To be funny. Isn't that what comedy it means? Was funny. It was not funny. I am so setting up a Facebook poll on this one. And if 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 everyone says it's funny, to, then I'm gonna smack I would love you in the to. everybody visit visit our um, visit our group page <coughs> excuse me on Facebook, um, Two Tones versus Hollywood. Uh, and discuss. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on this. Um because I, I, I have a feeling people are going to side with me. It was a dumb movie. And people who side with you, they're just dumb people anyway. Oh, you know what? <laughs> if anybody out there who thought Anchorman was, a bad, was not a funny movie, then you, you've obviously had a funectomy. And, and you, you know need to get that. Back. No, because did you think The 40-Year-Old Virgin was a good movie? It was okay. It, was okay. it wasn't as funny as 
It was funny, but it wasn't as funny as Anchorman. It was so much better than Anchorman, and here's why: because they build Forty Year Old Virgin as the as being from the guys who made Anchorman, and I didn't want to see it, and I caught it on TV, and it was so much better of a movie than it was Anchorman. Toned down though, Forty Year Old Virgin. Because Here it's we about go with character. The There's no character in fucking Anchorman. And that's the difference. Well, no, there is character. There There's is Ron Burgundy. Character. There's Ron Corningstone. There's Ron Champ. Burgundy is a fucking <laughs> bloated asshole. That did you just slam your hands on the desk? I, I, did. <laughs> I really don't like this movie. This movie is hysterical. I'm putting a discussion topic on our Facebook page right now. I will be the first to go on there and say how horrible that movie is. <laughs> your your audio just went down. So I didn't hear that, but I'm gonna pretend that you just said Anchorman was the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. What's that? No, I can't hear you. There it is. There he is. It's a good thing. It's a good thing I can I can control the edit. <laughs> All right. So where were we? Uh, the goods live. <laughs> I'm gonna go see this movie, and it's. Gonna I'll be probably see it. Good. I don't think it'll be as good as The Hangover. It may be funny, but I. I... Well, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see in August. August nineteenth is when it comes out. All Can right. Next movie that we both agree is going to be good. Okay, Taking Woodstock. Taking what, what, Woodstock. Uh, Taking Woodstock comes out August twenty eighth, two thousand nine. Um, there's no real good synopsis of this, but it's pretty much about the lead up and execution of the Woodstock concert back in nineteen sixty nine. And it's told from the perspective of the people who. Um, owned the, the the land that Woodstock was on, and it actually starts off with them with them being in trouble financially about their land. So they hear right. about this you know this big concert that got canceled. So they decide, oh well, you know we'll have it here. And two words, Dimitri Martin. You know I can give or take him. Yeah, have okay. you seen his show on Comedy Central? I have. I have. It's, it's usually it's pretty good. Right. Yeah, it's all right. He he's he's funny in a quiet sort of way. Right. Well, that's Stupid why guy. I'm excited because I don't think he can be that quiet in this movie. No, I no. think he has to act and be a person, unlike Ron Burgundy. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Leave Ron out of this. Other other actors in this movie: Emil Hirsch from um, from. Uh, girl next door. Who uh, I swear Leah to Schreiber. God, it looks like he stepped out of he stepped right off the set of Into the Wild and right into this movie. Because oh, I forgot he was in Into the Wild. Because he's still got that beard, that little boy beard, and the long hair, and he's wearing this military jacket, which I swear to God he wears in every single fucking movie, except for um, the Girl Next Door. That's the only movie where he actually looks like a person. <laughs> and now he just, for some reason, he's turned into this strange werewolf. He's, um, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, you know, emo hers. Um, but uh, but other 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 people in it, um, Leah Schreiber, um, who, plays who appears in Crossdresser. Yeah, and I this is this isn't the first time he's played a crossdresser. He's I just he's done it that he was in. Oh, well, he was in Mixed Nuts, with, and he was a cross-dresser. Really? What is it with him and cross-dressing? <laughs> yes, I know, exactly. <laughs> I just watched, I remember what it was, I watched Kate and Leopold. That's what it was. Oh, why? <laughs> That's a great movie. Fuck off! 
Are you kidding me, Peyton Leopold? What is wrong with Hugh you, Jackman? Dude, oh my take God. off your vagina and put your cock back on. What's I wrong with you? God, I would lick Hugh Jackman's thigh if I could. Oh my God, that man is me. <laughs> I'm not gay, but I would. I'm in love with Hugh Jackman, oh. and not in like a manly way. Like I want to have his babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh Hugh Jackman. Fuck. There's only two men. Are you in the done? World. There's only two men in the world that I would that I would be gay with. Yeah, Hugh Jackman and um, uh, Jamie Bamber. Jamie Bamber, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you even know who it is. <laughs> well, you had a poster of him with like no shirt on in your bedroom for huh. years. No, it, it was a poster for Battlestar Galactica, and he had his dude. He, he was naked in it. To- he had a tank top on. Oh, he had a tank top and, showing off his rippling. Katie Saka. Oh, his steps. rippling arms. Oh, oh my god, God, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, other I people digress. are in this movie. We have Leo Schreiber, Eugene Levy, uh, who is just Eugene brilliant in everything. Um, who else is in it? Uh, Dan Fogler, Paul Dano. Oh, Dan Fogler. Yeah, he uh, was in. Uh, touch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's um, in fanboys, and he was in Balls of Fury, and he was in Good Luck Chuck. He He's in a lot of shit. Good Luck Chuck. What's that one? Good Luck Chuck. We watched that. It's the one about um, with Dane Cook, and he plays the the doctor. And uh, he every every woman who sleeps with him, the next person that they find oh. is their one. And he played that. He played the plastic surgeon that was his his friend. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that movie. It was okay. I mean, it was it was it was, it was funny. It was it had it was a little it was a little more like it wasn't as. It had a little bit of heart to it that I didn't expect. So, are you? And uh, what was the girl? Yes, I am. I'm <laughs> I'm nudging my microphone with my nose. Um, what's the girl? The the really hot girl. She was in the Fantastic Four movies. Jessica Alba. Yeah, she was in that, right? Yes. With the penguin. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the penguin and... underwear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And our last trailer that we watched today, and uh, we we. At least I endorse. I don't know about this one over here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. This. Uh, I think we can. I think we can definitely agree that this. This is going to be a good movie. <laughs> for once. Uh, the boat that rocked. Yeah, that's good. We finally agree on something. The boat that rocked comes out November uh, two thousand nine. It's a uh, a period comedy about an illegal radio station. Come on. In I'm not even going to read the fucking synopsis. Pretty much, there's a. Uh, it's in the 70s, isn't it? Late 60s. Late 60s. Okay, late 60s. Uh, it's uh, about a boat uh, off the shore, uh, off the coast of um, Great Britain that broadcasts a pirate radio station. And um, pretty much the, um, the, the British government tries to shut it down, and, and they refuse to, to go out. And um, it, just, it just seems like it, it, it just looked like a, a, a hysterical, touching... Uh, kind of rise up against the machine kind of uh, movie, and the cast. I mean, Bill Nye, Kenneth Branagh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, um, Reese Darby's in it. Uh, uh, just there's so many good people. What's his it. name from Hot Fuzz and? Uh, oh yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. Nick, Nick Frost. Uh, yep. Um, Tom Sturridge. Um, 
I mean, there's just so many, so many people in this movie, and and, and it's directed and not not. Oh yeah, directed by Richard Curtis, who wrote and directed Love Actually, didn't he? Yes, uh, they did. He did Love Actually. He also did um, Four Four Weddings uh, and a Funeral, maybe. Your Weddings, uh, Bridget Jones, Four Weddings. Um, did Bridget Jones did both of Ugh. them. Uh, he did Notting Hill. Notting he did Hill was all. Fun. You know, he also did the Mr. Bean movie. Are you fucking kidding me? He did. He did. He did Bean, the movie. He did. He did the best bits of Mr. Bean. Uh, <laughs> he also did Mr. Bean's Holiday. I know where the best beans of Mr. Mr. Bean are. <laughs> he also wrote for Black Adder. Um, he, he wrote for all, a lot. Oh, of Oh, he didn't movies. direct those though. Oh no, he directed Love Actually in the Boat That Rock, but he Jesus. wrote he wrote the, yeah. he wrote the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't scare me like that, man. No, no, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, so, I remember he used to he used to work with Rowan Atkinson on the on the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Richard Curtis. Yeah, so that looks like a really really good movie. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that one. Oh, he didn't write the Mr. Bean movies either. He just created the characters. With oh, oh Jesus, don't scare me like that, man. I guess I should really read the full the full thing, shouldn't I? Mr. Bean, the animated series. It was an animated series? Well, apparently it was only two episodes. <laughs> okay. Um, and and that, that's it for our trailers uh, for today. I think that's it for the show, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, finally. Um, so go go to our Facebook page and join the join the argument about uh, Anchorman. It's, it's not an argument. It's it's not an argument because an argument has 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 two sides, and there's really only one side, and that's that Anchorman sucked. Yeah. Well, I'd like to disagree on that too, then, because I think an argument. I think this argument does have two sides. <laughs> an You're an idiot, and an I'm a genius. <laughs> I didn't hear that, and I don't think I wanted to. No, you don't. You don't. You'll hear it in post. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be one right. for the ages. This is going to be. So, on that note, um, final thoughts. Uh, go check out Away We Go. Um, I don't know how much longer it's going to be in the theaters, but go check it out. And when it comes out on the DVD, um, go rent it or buy it. It's, a, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. And um, also check out the trailers that we discussed. Um, I don't think there was one trailer that we actually talked about that was uh, that was one that we didn't recommend, except for District Nine. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I recommended it. Uh, and you can oh you can, sorry you can view I all your these, mic out. <clears throat> you can view all these trailers on um, Apple Trailers, Apple.com forward slash trailers. Um, that's where I view them. I don't typically endorse Apple, but they're easy and fun to watch. Gotcha. That's it for me. Uh, that's it for you. That's it for me. I'm Tony Pizzuto. I'm Tony Cox. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a hero sandwich. <laughs> that's a foot long sub. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.